Supplies is in our new Office Supply website, SheridanCommercial.com. We have thousands of office supplies that you can order online and have delivered to your office or to our store. If it's time to restock and review the office supplies, stop on by the Sheridan Commercial Company or go online at SheridanCommercial.com. Here at Frackleton's, we not only go the extra mile on quality, we are dedicated to bringing that quality to the table with a devotion to freshness and eye appeal. But let's talk lunch and the original bar and grill half-pound burger with your choice of four different cheeses served with lettuce, tomatoes, red onions, and pickled slices on a Kaiser roll. Sides include sweet potato fries, shoestring fries, truffle fries, sautéed spinach, or coleslaw. Frackleton's for lunch, Main Street, downtown Sheridan. Sheridan High School students present Disney's The Little Mermaid. Based on one of Hans Christian Andersen's most beloved stories and the classical animated film, Disney's The Little Mermaid is a hauntingly beautiful love story for the ages. With music by eight-time Academy Award winner Alan Menken, lyrics by Howard Ashman and Glenn Slater, and a compelling book by Doug Wright, this fishy fable will capture your heart with its irresistible songs, including Under the Sea, Kiss the Girl, and Part of Your World. Performances will be March 4th at 7.15 with a Saturday, yes, Saturday, matinee on March 5th at 2.15 p.m. in the Sue Henry Theater for the Performing Arts at Sheridan High School. Tickets will be on sale starting February 14th. Contact the Wyo Theater box office at 307-672-9084 or at www.wyotheater.com. Tickets are $11 in advance and $11 at the door. This price does not include a ticketing fee. Special thanks to our sponsors and supporters, Sheridan Media and the Wyo Theater. Disney's The Little Mermaid is fun for the whole family. Come under the sea at Sheridan High School. Have you ever wondered why hearing aids cost so much? Do you find ads in magazines and on TV confusing? Does it seem easier to just forget pursuing hearing aids instead of trudging through the bog of options and figuring out which one you can trust? Hi, this is Elizabeth. And JT Craft with Evia Hearing and Sound. In a world of internet purchasing, virtual consultations, and confusing pricing options, we want to offer you reprieve. We want to answer your tough questions and demystify hearing aids for you. We are offering you a unique opportunity now through March 15th. Just schedule a free hearing test and bring questions with you. We would be honored to share some insight into the hearing aid world with you. If you decide that new technology is what you need, we will discount your new purchase by 10%. You can save up to $650 on a new hearing aid purchase. It's time for clarity. You deserve it. EBA Hearing and Sound, 674-8920. That's 674-8920. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by American Liberty Mortgage. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse, brought to you by American Liberty Mortgage. Now... We have a great show for you this morning. My first guest is here to talk about a traveling exhibit. Welcome back to the show, Executive Director of the Museum of the Bighorns, Michaela Laro. Good morning, Michaela. Morning, Floyd. Now, how has the seasonal cleanup and the exhibit change uh, been out there? Uh, It's been good. It's been really hectic. Uh, Of course, uh, we are subject to shipping just like everyone else. Oh, wow. Really? Uh, Yes. (laughs) Uh, So it's been good, though, and uh, we've 
just been busy little beavers all winter long. How how has the shipping really interrupted um, what you guys are doing out there? Is it tough getting some of the, the exhibits down or the traveling exhibits, or is it more of like a, a supply issue? It's more of a supply issue, um, and it's more of a carriers will no longer guarantee when you will get something issue. So you might pay for a certain shipping level, and there's no guarantee it will come in at that shipping level. Oh, it will wow. come in when it will come in. Um, and we thankfully, in regards to our exhibits, the uh, company that we did work with, we did not have a whole lot of that with them in regards to the panels. Um, they were very fast to print and to get stuff to us. Um, but when it came to other things such as um, accoutrements or additions to exhibits to kind of um, provide a more interactive front, those were difficult because um, you either have things or you don't have things. And part of that is uh, includes this winter art gift shop. Um, one of our vendors, for example, uh, we were very lucky to be a vendor because on their website it was posted that they are taking no new wholesale clients. Oh, wow. We don't have enough inventory to have more, <laughs> which is just weird to think about. So it's been it's been interesting. Man, you know, uh, on top of everything else that you've got to take care of, now you've got to worry about when anything is going to show up. Mm-hmm. I mean, how frustrating is that? Now, um, I was honored to be invited to the Museum of the Bighorns last week for an exclusive preview of the new exhibits. The place looks great, and there was a lot of activity up there. Uh, outside of your collections manager, Jessica, who I saw up there as well, she was out, uh, you know, making sure everything was good. Were those ladies out there, you know, your your hive of bees, were they all volunteers? Yes, that's a good way of putting it. We had a lot of worker bees when you Yeah, they up. were doing great. Yes, um, so they are all volunteers. Some of them are, were members of the board and others were volunteers to the museum. Uh, and we just really appreciate them coming up because uh, what Floyd got to see um, is – the amount of cleaning that goes to the museum <laughs> yeah. when we go to reopen again because we've been closed for a couple of months. And so you don't worry about things like mopping the floors right. on the routine and, you know, dusting and getting rid of all the Miller moths that have finally died <laughs> in weird corners, you know, finally getting to them. Um, and so it was definitely a busy, uh, busy hive day. But um, many hands make light work, you know, with the, the – uh, Six of us that were all up there buzzing around, it only took about two and a half hours. Oh, wow. Uh, to three to get everything we needed done, and there was a lot to get done. Yeah, and that is a good-sized building. I mean, it there's is. a lot of ground to cover up mm-hmm. there. Now, a big thank you to those volunteers. Uh, without you, there is no us. Uh, getting the place ready for another successful year. Speaking of the opening. Uh, we're looking at our seasonal opener right around the corner. When are we opening, Michaela? So we are opening tomorrow, Tuesday, March 1st at 1 p.m. Uh, we will be on our spring hours, so even though it's still winter, we know. Uh, but spring hours, we will be open Tuesday through Saturday from 1 to 5 until we switch over to our summer hours. You guys usually have like a, a like a grand opening party or, or anything to, to gather with? 
Um, not this year. We do have a private event for our membership, an opening reception for them. Um, but just because of the nature of winter sometimes, uh, we don't necessarily do something large in um, winter slash spring. Uh, usually the main event that we have, and uh, this will be dependent on the Fifth Street Corridor, of course, this year, um, is our Eaton Pancake Breakfast that we host in addition as people watch the horses go. Yeah, on. yeah, big event every year. Yeah. Um, now, tell me about all the work that's actually been done up, done up there before we jump into uh, this traveling exhibit, which is a big deal. Yeah, so um, just to give people an idea, depending on the size of an exhibit, it can take um, between the research, writing, editing, uh, designing of your panel, uh, which is what people read, and layout of what you want your exhibit space to take. Depending on the size, it can take anywhere from around 50 to 80 hours to well over 200. Wow. And we have uh, four new exhibits uh, up uh, this uh, year. Uh, three of them are in-house exhibits, and um, that means that we have updated um, themes within the gallery. And so um, we have uh, two smaller, if you will, in-house exhibits that are more capsules. And then we have two larger ones, which are Welcome to the Bighorn National Forest and the Land, uh, which focuses on agriculture here in Sheridan County. Which is something that's absolutely fantastic. We can look back on such a rich history. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's really kind of made the area what it is. You know, other areas, you know, of course, yes, minerals did as well. But I don't think as much around here as other places. Uh, I think ag played a, a, a big part in, in developing this area. I mean, ag was definitely here first, um, for sure. And it's really not until the creation of the coal communities that we see more of a shift to coal. Um, but with the, of course, downward slide of coal, a lot of it turned back to agriculture and then um, we eventually have, you know, more manufacturing come into Sheridan in addition to the railroad. Diversifying our economy, keeping us afloat in the tough times. Now, speaking of new exhibits, I, I don't want to slaughter the name of that. I, I will help, help you out. How about that? How, how do you? It's Bahawaseo uh, and Inomotehese. Uh, healthcare on the Crow in Northern Cheyenne Reservation. All right. Can you tell us just a little bit about this exhibit? Uh, this is the one that I went up there to view. Um, so it, it was quite powerful for me. I'll talk about my reaction after you tell us what it is. Yeah. So this is a traveling exhibit, which means the museum will have it for a short period of time. We received it from another institution. Uh, we went up this winter to the Western Heritage Center in Billings, Montana, uh, to pick this up. So this exhibit will be here at the museum from March 1st when we open through the end of July of this year and then it will be returned to go to its next uh, destination. And so this exhibit looks at the historical impact and context of healthcare on the Crow and Northern Cheyenne reservations. Um, and it specifically looks at the stories and experiences of people who were under the healthcare system of the time. Which was supplied by 
Well, yes, it was supplied by the United States government. Um, with the reservation era starting, the U.S. government promised varying tribes across the nation that they would provide certain things. They would provide rations, they would provide uh, housing, um, they would provide um, health care and additional treaty agreements. Um, whether or not the United States government executed appropriately is a whole other realm in Absolutely. and of itself. Yeah. And what this exhibit does is it looks at how the United States government executed health care on these reservations, um, our neighbors to the north. And uh, a lot of the unfortunate things that happened to people for no other reason than the fact that they had to live on a reservation. So when I was walking through this reading, <clears throat> learning, uh, m my reaction afterwards, uh, Michaela and I had a conversation just afterwards, and I, I didn't even really know how to react. So I took the weekend and uh, really thought it through. And, and to be completely honest, my reaction is shock. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's shock at what doctors were allowed to get away with, Shock at the savage and brutal treatment of uh, an, of uh, peoples, many peoples, uh, by the United States government. Now, it's it's easy for me to say, let's grow past this, but but it needs to be recognized. These victims and the suffering of these people need to be publicly recognized and validated. Um, what do you want folks to know about the exhibit before they come and see this? So I think the key with this exhibit is that this exhibit looks at a time in history that is uncomfortable. It's one of the many gross parts of history. Sometimes with history, we like talking about the great moments. Yeah. And as great as some of those moments are, there's a lot of grossness throughout history that comes about. Um, and this is one of those hard moments where it can be uncomfortable because we cannot fathom why you would do some of these things that you would do. Um, so, for example, uh, one of the things that the exhibit covers is uh, the sterilization of Native women either without their knowledge or against their will. And um, one of the things that is specifically mentioned is at one point it was identified that two 15-year-old uh, Northern Cheyenne girls were told that if they got a hysterectomy, it would be reversible and that they could have babies in the future. Well, we know that's not true. And this exhibit is very much about coming in and being just, just being present and willing to look at and recognize that this did happen. And it happened to people who were innocent of any wrongdoing. And that these people, through their own system and their own way, have come a long way from when they first were on the reservations and they were first subjected to a lot of stuff. And that, you know, there are still a few... There are still impacts into the future from all of this, but, um, you know, the Crow in Northern Cheyenne, because that's what this exhibit focuses on, um, have worked very hard to bring about changes to the, res to the reservation. It was worked hard to bring about changes 
to the lives of their people and how healthcare is for them. And that's very inspiring. Absolutely. Uh, I think, uh, you know, closing your exhibit off with that portion and the work that's been done gives you a sense of hope after, you know, learning about so many atrocities. And that's what they are. They're absolute atrocities. Uh, but to see where they've come on their own mm-hmm. uh, is is a beautiful, beautiful moment, you know, at the end of this this exhibit. And so I would suggest to anybody, uh, head on up there. Learn what we can about this. Um, and, and, and walk away feeling however you choose to feel. But uh, mine was a hope. I hope for a people who uh, have had to do it themselves, really, uh, and learn it all themselves. And, and it's inspiring to, to see where they're at now. Now, um, what are the dates the exhibit will be up on display again? So the exhibit will be uh, uh, up through March 1st, which is tomorrow, our opening day, through the end of July, which I believe is July 30th. Um, after that, it will go on to its next inti- institution for rotation. Um, so we're not able to flex on that date at all. But, you know, we highly encourage um, everyone who wishes to come to come. Um, we do acknowledge that there are um, some sensitive topics uh, within the exhibit. And so it might not be for everyone. Right, right. But uh, I, w- I would suggest, folks, you know, you got to. The, the majority of the summer, really, to go up and take a look at it. So uh, take some time and go learn some history. All right, when we return, we're going to continue with the Museum of the Big Horns. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. Considering a mortgage loan? You have a new option here in Sheridan. Tia Jaffe and American Liberty Mortgage. Tia and her team offer years of personalized expert service with a variety of home loan options. So whether you're purchasing or refinancing, they have something for every stage of your life. At American Liberty Mortgage, their job is to make your dream a reality. Give Tia Jaffe a call today, 307-214-8369, NMLS number 636-438. Visit her online at yoloans.com. Did you know that the original Superman could leap tall buildings all right, but then he had to come right back down to Earth because he didn't fly? Till animators decided it was too difficult to keep drawing him bending his knees all the time. So they decided the Superman should fly instead of just jumping. You know what else you don't know? How to fix or repair your 4 before side to side service center to the rescue. Just one call and faster than a speeding bullet, Joe will come out, get it, fix it, and bring it back. Hando Service Center on Sheridan's Heartland Drive. The Transportation Department of Sheridan County School District 2 is currently seeking motivated, knowledgeable professionals to join their team in three separate positions. Part-time bus drivers, a full-time lead mechanic, and an assistant transportation director. These jobs are well-paid and extremely important to the safe transportation of students throughout the district. For more information, visit them online at scsd2.com. That's scsd2.com. Changes are a part of life, and with those changes come new and exciting things. Novus Autoglass in downtown Sheridan is changing. 
and ownership, that is. This is Jim Wolf. Cindy and I are the new owners of Novus Auto Glass. I guarantee you one thing that won't be changing is our service, quality, and workmanship. Novus Auto Glass now under new ownership at 347 North Main Street in Sheridan. When it's time to restock your office supplies, let the Sheridan Commercial Company help. Hi, Kurt Smith here for the Sheridan Commercial Office Supply Department. We have a selection of office supplies in the store for your needs today. But a huge selection of office supplies is in our new office supply website, SheridanCommercial.com. We have thousands of office supplies that you can order online and have delivered to your office or to our store. If it's time to restock and review the office supplies, stop on by the Sheridan Commercial Company or go online at SheridanCommercial.com. Like most families, the Alpha Graphics family continues to grow and evolve to better serve their friends and customers throughout Northeast Wyoming. As part of that growth, Alpha Graphics owners Matt and Nadine Gale have acquired longtime printer Sheridan Printing. If you're looking for large or small format printing, graphic design, or marketing services, look no further than Alpha Graphics, 2266 North Main Street in Sheridan, or online at alphagraphicsheridan.com. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse brought to you by American Liberty Mortgage. We're speaking with the executive director of the Museum of the Bighorns, Michaela Luaro. Now, Michaela, here's an event that I think a lot of people can get behind. (laughs) Pint Night. Can you tell me a little bit about Pint Night? What's that about? So it's the Black Tooth Community Pint Night, and uh, it's where you can essentially raise a glass to history and enjoy your beer and... uh, Make sure, uh, you know, your dollar uh, gets back to the museum. So um, it will be held at the Black Tooth Brewing Company on March 10th. It does start at 5 p.m., but, hey, lucky you, it goes until close. So <laughs> nobody says you have to go home early. Um, but uh, uh, we are also very fortunate to have a very generous um, sponsor, so uh, Hammer Chevrolet will be matching dollar per dollar raised to $250. Wow. So, yes, uh, definitely come out, raise your glass uh, to history, meet some of our board, maybe get a free ticket to come see the museum. Uh, so kind of just a fun night to uh, enjoy yourself and, you know, help out a cause. And I'm, I'm here to tell you, if you want to have a good time, Go get a little sauced with some history buffs, and yeah. uh, and uh, holy cow, the stuff that you can learn. Uh, I imagine that's going to be quite an amazing night. And another thing, history after dark. Now, the subject of history after dark for, for this uh, iteration, the Girl Scouts of Sheridan County. Yes. How, how great is that? So what are we going to be learning on this? So the Girl Scouts are coming up on another major anniversary, and um, the Girl Scouts have been active in Sheridan for a very long time. And so what you will get the chance to learn about is kind of the history of the organization and the history of the organization uh, here in Sheridan. Um, Because as we know, the Girl Scouts uh, believe in a lot of things, uh, especially cookies. Uh, (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) Thank goodness for the cookies. Uh, Those Thin Mints and Samoas, man. Um, But, you know, being able to encourage young women to be entrepreneurs and to carry themselves with confidence. And so um, we have two fabulous speakers uh, for that, um, one of which is a – 
Girl Scout herself, you might have heard of her. Her name is um, Jean Harm. But uh, Jean and Henry Dickinson will be at the museum on March 10th at 6 p.m. to present on uh, the history. And I don't want to give any more away because uh, you, you don't, don't want to steal, steal that thunder. thunder. Yeah. Yes. Um, but it, History After Dark is free to our museum members, and it's $5 uh, per person for the public. Um, but it's kind of a great way to get to know some of the more – uh, niche history of Sheridan County, and um, you know, hey, once you're done, you could pop on down to Blacktooth and you know, chat about what you learned. That's right. Now, yeah. now, I, I, the Girl Scouts are, are, are about much more than cookies, but I do yeah. want to say, I do want to say, when we were over in Iraq, they sent us boxes Ooh. upon boxes of cookies, and <laughs> those Samoas. Uh-huh. Were worth their weight in gold. I bet they were. I had I I got six boxes of Samoas for taking spots on missions for guys. Oh, <laughs> they were. I love them that much. <laughs> uh, took me outside the wire. I had six boxes of those things underneath my bunk, and all I had to do was go on a couple more patrols. It wasn't bad. <laughs> it was a good trade, in my opinion. Good trade. All right, we got a new tidbits activity series. Uh, this is always really fun to do, and. Uh, I just, I just want to say, I did not. When I was up at the museum, I did not do very well on my pelt test. <laughs> uh, I, I think I got what, maybe two. Yeah. Two. I, I didn't try all of them, but uh, I'm not a big avid, avid hunter. But uh, can you tell us what the kids will be doing for tidbits? Yeah. So with reopening, that of course means tidbit is back up and running. So that's going to be on March 19th, parents. That's a Saturday. Uh, tidbit is for kiddos six through ten. And we are really excited to partner with Wyoming Game and Fish, and they're going to be in talking about kind of what Wyoming Game and Fish does um, and a little bit about um, the animals of Wyoming. And part of that is going to include pelts that the kids are going to be able to, you know, pet, interact with that type of thing. Um, and it should be a really kind of fun um, experience, especially if, you know, like you mentioned, you're not from a hunting family. Uh, the kids will probably, even if you are from a hunting family, come to think about it, they probably are going to experience something that you don't have. Right, right. <laughs> um, There's a lot so, of pelts up there. Yes. Um, now, we do still have our spots limited. Uh, so feel free to call the museum at 675-1150. Um, let us know uh, how many kiddos are coming, and we can get your information down for that. And then um, if that, you know, you're too busy for that, you can always go on to our website or Facebook page, museumatthebighorns.org, and uh, just navigate and sign them up through our online form. Um, so it's it's really easy, and uh, it's at 10 a.m., so you don't even have to wake up early on your Saturday. <laughs> now, now that that the the pelt test that's up there, I would challenge dads head on head on up there with the kids. Yeah. Uh, and take the pelt test, dads. So there's there's also another fantastic experience. Uh, I love how you guys have got this imagination up there to keep history fresh, to keep things fun. Uh, the smell test is also up there, and and there's what was it four different things that you can smell and and try to guess as to what it is, and I believe that's part of the agriculture 
the land exhibit, head on up there, give those a shot, see how good you are. Uh, I'd love to hear how people are doing with that. Now, uh, one more time, when does the museum open? Tuesday, March 1st. So tomorrow. Tomorrow. What time can I be at the door? 1 p.m. 1 p.m. I mean, technically, you could come earlier. The door won't be open. (laughs) It would be there. Yeah, yeah. You could hang out outside. It's a beautiful Mm -hmm. deck. Now, uh, Michaela, I want to thank you. Oh, oh, one more question. I do have one more question. Will there be a market this year? Um, we are still waiting to hear back from some vendors on um, their feedback, but it looks like uh, at this point in time there will not be a market. Oh, dang. Okay. Just, uh, due to the feedback that we've received from vendors. All right. Well, if that changes, you let me know, and we'll make sure that people know it. Thank you so much for coming in this morning yeah, and talking with us. All right, when we return, we're going to talk with Sage Community Arts. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM, Sheridan. Considering a mortgage loan? You have a new option here in Sheridan. Tia Jaffe and American Liberty Mortgage. Tia and her team offer years of personalized expert service with a variety of home loan options. So whether you're purchasing or refinancing, they have something for every stage of your life. At American Liberty Mortgage, their job is to make your dream a reality. Give Tia Jaffe a call today, 307-214-8369, NMLS number 636-438. Visit her online at yoloans.com. This is Patrick Sucker with Harker Mellinger, LLC. Since 1983, Harker Mellinger has been the leading accounting firm in Sheridan. We are here to help you succeed in your business and provide services which are customized to meet your financial needs and allow you to spend more time managing your business. Call today to see how we can provide you with cost-effective solutions. Parker Mellinger, 672-0785 in Sheridan. You bagged your trophy elk. Now imagine having its ivory handcrafted into the perfect piece of jewelry. At Legacy Diamond and Gems, their in-house jewelers can take your memory of the big hunt and preserve it into fine pieces of jewelry to last generations. Using your imagination, the skilled jewelers at Legacy Diamond and Gems can create something truly exceptional. Visit them at 11 North Main Street or online at LegacyDiamondGems.com. Hurry in now. Moss Holders Design Center is here to help you create a space that you'll love. If you're relocating, remodeling, or just refreshing your home, Moss Holders' talented design team can help you through the process. With free in-home consultations, Moss Holders will be able to find the furniture and finishing touches that work best with your space, your lifestyle, and your budget. So if you want to change the look of just one room or furnish an entire home, Moss Holders designers can get it done. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. When it's time to restock your office supplies, let the Sheridan Commercial Company help. Hi, Kurt Smith here for the Sheridan Commercial Office Supply Department. We have a selection of office supplies in the store for your needs today. But a huge selection of office supplies is in our new office supply website, 
SheridanCommercial.com. We have thousands of office supplies that you can order online and have delivered to your office or to our store. If it's time to restock and review the office supplies, stop on by the Sheridan Commercial Company or go online at SheridanCommercial.com. Today isn't just another ordinary day. It's time for you to make a career change. And your locally owned McDonald's in Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette would like you to join their team. Owner Larry Storrow. Bob, you can earn up to $15 per hour, and even better is that you can work today and get paid tomorrow. We'll help you improve your career potential with benefits that include health insurance, paid vacation, tuition assistance, flexible scheduling, food discounts, and more. Apply in person today at your locally owned McDonald's in Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by American Liberty Mortgage. I'm Floyd Whiting. Sage Community Arts is just that, a community of artists and creators. And joining me this morning is the executive director of Sage Community Arts, Jill Benson, and the executive director of Uprising, Terry Markham. Good morning, Terry and Jill. Good morning. Uh, Now, uh, the weather much nicer than it has been over the past week, would you say? Thank so, goodness. <laughs> Thank God. So much nicer. <laughs> Walking to work is not so bad anymore. <laughs> you know, it's it's like weather. The, the winter had to just remind us, hey, you do live in Wyoming. Just <laughs> just so you remember, when you walk outside, your face is going to hurt. Mm-hmm. That's Raise the eyebrows, everything. Every time. Uh, I can stand outside for just a, a very small amount of time, and I would start to get the icicles on, on my mustache. That's how I know. It is it is chilly. Now, uh, how has winter been down at Sage? It's been amazing, actually. We took, uh, transitioning into the new year, we took some time off between Christmas and New Year's, and that was so great to reset. Take a totally down time. I found the inner introvert in myself and didn't speak to anyone for almost a week. And I was like, okay. That's as long as I introvert, but it was great. <laughs> you got your yearly introvert. Got, it. <laughs> got there. And then uh, I feel that really allowed me and my staff to roll into the new year to where we can just pack it really full in these first almost two full months. But we've yeah. done a lot, and it's been awesome, and we have so many great things coming up. That's fantastic. I, I love having those opportunities, and, and most of the time it is like a yearly thing where you just wipe the blackboard yep. and and start anew, and it's always great to have that time. Now, Terry, uh, Uprising, uh, how's how's it been going over there? It's been really busy, which is good. <laughs> I, I've seen you all over the place. You've been in the paper. You've been on our site. I mean, you are moving. Yeah, we're doing a lot of stuff, and again, just tons of really new projects and lots of new partnerships, which is why we're here today with Sage, um, that are coming in the works. So I think this year is going to be bigger and better than ever. I love that. I love that, especially for your cause. It's been a little over a year, Jill, since you accepted the executive director position. What words, I'm going to put you on the spot, what words would you use to describe your first year? Full, exciting, Learning a lot, fire hose. <laughs> <laughs> Exciting, soul rejuvenating. Oh wow, awesome! Uh, find finding oneself. It it was really transformative last year to realize that I'd had a lot of good jobs, a lot of good interactions and stuff leading up to this, but getting to be in this position, I feel like I found like what all that training has come 
too. So this is the culmination. This is the culmination. That's what it's for. And I really finally feel that, like, the planning I see in the next couple of years is just how to continue to work within SAGE and grow it within the community rather than what's my next phase of life that's finally now. I'm like, oh, we're in this one. We're going to just focus on living in the now. Yeah, the moment. I love it. Yeah. So yeah, that, 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 the, the whole thought is, is a way of life. Mm-hmm. You know, there is no future. There is only now. And it's it's nice to think that way because there's been other jobs in the past of like, well, just got to get through this. This is that the hard knock that we go through. And now it's like, oh, that's what that was for. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a year to take over an, uh, a, an art gallery as well. I mean, my goodness. Yeah, it was that particular year was definitely better to take over um, than the 2020 year, and that's where 100% props to the former director for what she set in place to give this amazing foundation to be able to springboard off mm-hmm. of. And Kendra got us through all of that, reformed a lot of the systems that really clicked with me, um, coming from engineers and her having engineers like, oh, I get how your mind thinks, and so now I can continue on with that and having been on the board. So it's was definitely a better year to take over, but I feel now that we're, it already feels different. Yeah, like, there's a different vibe. That, that helps. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would, I would actually throw uh, 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 two more words in there, collaborative and fruitful. Uh, the partnerships that have been formed out there at Sage Community Arts are amazing. Uh, you've been extremely busy, shaking hands, making friends. I love it. Uh, and it's and it's hard not to be your friend. It's hard not to love you to death. <laughs> I mean, but uh, so one of these fruits is going to be the Friday Teen Open Mic Night, and 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 that's with Uprising. Uh, could you tell me a little bit about that? This is literally just a week away. Yes, and um, this is one of many, many events that you will see Sage and Uprising getting to do. And this one, we really get a focus on the youth and um, bringing them into the gallery, but then also getting to have them focus solely on their open mic stuff. Um, We'll be having some workshops before that so students can just drop in. Oh, wow. And work on it. My instructor, Tyler Julian, will be there to give them prompts if they want, some help, or just hands off. But um, Terry can definitely speak more to the idea of these youth nights and where they, that came from. Yeah. Terry, first off, for those who don't know, could you please tell folks who Uprising is and what your message and purpose is? Yeah. So we're a local anti-trafficking organization, which you wouldn't maybe think right away of an art gallery and an anti-trafficking organization working together. But Jill and I have found so many incredible ways to partner because at the end of the day, one of our biggest missions is youth prevention. And so we're all about creating safe spaces for youth to hang out and to, um, you know, let them be creative and um, also be safe and have things to do that hopefully limit the amount of risky behavior that they're taking part in. And whenever Jill and I started this collaboration, um, I learned that she was really into wanting to get more youth involved with SAGE. So it's just a mutual goal 
um, and an open mic night seem like a good fit. We actually have a youth committee um, for our organization that's youth-led, and they are in charge of doing quarterly events for youth. And so we were like, this could be a really cool quarterly event, and that's where open mic night came out of. And I know Jill and I selfishly are like, we hope this is really successful and popular because we want to do it again and again already. Yeah. Over and over. And the next one. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, what are we looking at? Uh, are we looking at music, prose, poetry? All of the above. All of the above? All Hopefully. The above. Yeah, we're, and that's part of what we're encouraging with these the Tuesday and Thursday, 4 to 5.30 uh, they can drop in, and that's where if they have a poem they're working on, if they want to try out some spoken word, or even just the space to work on a song, this, the studio space at Sage is all for them. There's no other class. They get to have this cool space to work in. And then um, Friday night, the op- doors open at 6.30, open mic starts at 7. Uh, then we we have a lineup started, and they can get up there. There'll be coffee by Java Gypsy, Aww. free for the kids. Donuts, free for the kids from the newly rebranded Glazed and Confused. And um, and so we're hoping that getting them in this space, we're getting some fun and unique furniture, volunteer donated. So we've set up the gallery to be more like a cool coffee house jazz vibe. So kids can sit around, chat, but then there will be the front stage uh, under the mezzanine that the performers will get to be up there, and hopefully it will inspire some others that are there like, hey, I have something. I can do that. I want to do this. And so it's just going to be open open mic night for them to come and share with us what they've been working on. That's amazing. Now, how did all of this develop? Did the kids come up with this one, or was this a, a bit of a collaboration? I'd say it was more of a collaboration. Jill and I, I think, were like, you know what would be cool? It's an open mic night. And thankfully, the youth are like, yes, I want to do that. So it was one of the instances where we were kind of planted the idea, and they were like, yes, we're down for that. So uh, that's really important to us. And, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we're like, what what would be cool for you guys? And they really dig this, like, moody coffeehouse vibe and feeling like, you know, they get to go pick up their bubble tea or their coffee and get their donut and sit down and, like, snaps for their friends. And so I hope it's successful. Um, right now they can actually go on and you can pre-sign up for your, a spot on the lineup of the open mic through our Facebook event. Or if you find the flyer around town, there's a QR code. Or they can just show up that night. So for the ones who maybe are on the fence, hopefully they'll come and they'll see it's a lot of fun and then they'll – They'll sign up that night and be brave and get up there and do their thing. Now, you look at social media today, and, uh, you know, you got the TikToks uh, that everyone's watching. Uh, I don't have TikTok. I haven't quite kept up that that much. But I just, and, and this is really going to date me, guys, but I just realized that my Instagram has these things called Reels. Now, yeah, I know, I know, yeah, for years now, Floyd, I know, I know. <laughs> but, uh, so I get to kind of uh, watch this stuff, and what I see, uh, especially, you know, when my daughter's around and she's watching hers, these kids have got a lot to say. I mean, and, and maybe it's it's just the idea, you know, I'm, I'm talking down a camera, but I hope that they, in that, it can be seen as almost like a rehearsal where they hit that open mic, 
or they hit public speaking in another forum or to perform in a different forum, and they're already masters of their craft. Uh, you know, it, it's just the influx of, of teenagers, and teenagers are the ones that make things cool. Uh, a lot of people don't understand that. They think, no, my generation is, but the fact of the matter is style, music, it's all geared toward teenagers, and they have made TikTok, Reels, the, even Facebook back in the day, I was told that they no longer do that. So, But uh, they made this cool. And so to bring it back into more like a physical form, you know, I don't know if if we'll have stage fright. This is uh, it's just a curiosity on my behalf. I was wondering about or if all of this social media has really opened it up to where we're going to see a generation of kids that are able to just stand up there and say, you know what, I've got something to say. Here it is. And I, I'm really curious to see how that ends up. Uh, that'll be fun to see. And, I agree. Yeah. I, I think part of it is giving youth the platform. Um, I know we're huge on that at Uprising. From an anti-trafficking standpoint, youth are victims and survivors and advocates just like adults are. So we try to make sure they have a place at the table. And I think that translates to something like this. They're extremely talented. They're yeah. amazing individuals who have life experiences that they want to share through art too and by giving them the platform like who knows what you'll see i know we have a youth committee member who is extremely shy when she joined our committee almost a year ago um, i remember we did an internal public speaking class and she hardly wanted to talk in front of us and now she's so excited to go to these workshops this week and she's like i think i'm going to sign up to do the open mic and it's amazing to see like when you give them the platform, how they kind of flourish. And yeah. so I think we'll get a mixture, but it will be fun for sure. Now, I will say, drawing from my own experience, being behind this microphone, even on this camera here uh, on the web, it doesn't bother me at all. Uh, standing up in front of a room full of people, that's a different matter. So <laughs> I will say that's uh, something that uh, I'm curious to see. Now, art is so powerful for, for youth. Um Poetry. Now, when I was a kid, I wrote poetry. And going back, I kept that poem book, by the way, and I reread it just a couple of years ago. Cringe. Just cringe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just cringe. <laughs> but, yeah, so, uh, you know, I'm hoping that uh, they go forward and uh, they, they really enjoy the night and take advantage of this moment. Now, the next artist talk and reception is going to be March 18th with Kochi Yamamoto for his homecoming show. Jill, who is Mr. Yamamoto? Uh, Koichi Yamamoto is uh, a phenomenal, insanely talented printmaking artist that really has been doing a lot of etching or dry point style uh, prints. And he was an exchange student out here in the late 80s, out in Tongue River, you know, through the high school, and he really connected with a lot of um, individuals here, had a couple families he stayed with, and then he also fell in love with the bighorns in this area. And so uh, we've been able to get it coordinated to have him come back, not only to do a show with us, but during that time, hopefully snow sticks around well, but he's going to go up onto the bighorns and do, he's really big into kite skiing. Oh, wow. Yeah. And another cool thing that he does with his very large-scale prints that he makes is he actually turns them into this special form of kites. And he has videos online of him flying 
his uh, print made kites up on the bighorns. And so to tie this really modern style imagery that has a lot of um, curvature and to it, not too much realism, uh, fairly abstract, black and white, and then turn it into this very hyper brilliant color that you're flying it up on the bighorns is just such a neat juxtaposition wow. to see. And um, his story of relating to here, and then he's also a very, I guess, other stories I've heard, he's a really good musician, so hopefully we can get some another open mic night going for him <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> when he's in town. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's going to be doing a, a talk, 45 minutes or so, starting at 5.30 on March 18th. We'll post that at the YO. They're great partners with us, so we can use sit down, get comfy, listen to him talk, and then we'll bounce back over to the gallery to see his installation. Uh, there's a little more physical parts of it that we get to see. He sent us a huge roll of all his prints, and so then we'll have a meet and greet after. And what a fantastic way to gel your creativity mm-hmm. with something that you like to do sports-wise. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, I think that's absolutely amazing. I, I you know, designer snowboards are yeah. super expensive for a reason. They're absolutely beautiful, and I longboard. Uh, it's been years since I have. The roads are a little rough around here, but some of my longboards were just absolute works of art until my daughter got a hold of them, and and. <laughs> <laughs> She loved him. I let her do whatever she wanted on him. But, I mean, some of those things were, you know, just you wanted to hang them up. You didn't even want to take them outside and use them. They were just beautiful. Now, I don't have a whole lot of time left, but can you tell me about the Sage, the Britain, the Y.O. Theater, a group event? This one's, yes, okay. I I, I tried to phonetically say this, but I'm going to slaughter it, so I'm going to let you say it as well. More art. Medigliani. Medigliani. Okay, my my Japanese is better than my Italian. (laughs) (laughs) So this is another really fun event. Um, It's based off of art on the big screen. So there will be a uh, a video focused on Amadeus Medigliani. Uh, But that night will be March 24th. It will kick off at 530 and we're actually going to have Robert Martinez. Uh, he was an uh, indigenous contemporary artist who's featured currently at the Y.O. He was at the Brenton, and he first started with Sage in our collaborative last year. But he is an amazing portraiture artist, and so he's going to do a portraiture demo, kind of talk about the contemporary style of portraiture and how he focuses on that. That'll then transition into the uh, film about Medigliani, who did these very interesting early century elongated portraiture. The next night, the 25th, will be out at the Brinton, uh, followed with a another discussion of what the Western portraiture was doing at that time of Medigliani, and then a dinner and cocktail hour to follow. Fantastic. And, and if I want to learn more, where do I go? You go to uh, the com for the Wyo and portraiture tickets with uh, Robert Martinez and then the Britain website for theirs to reserve your space for their dinner. Fantastic. Jill, Terry, thank you both so much for coming in and talking with me this morning. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. in.
considering a mortgage loan? You have a new option here in Sheridan. Tia Jaffe and American Liberty Mortgage. Tia and her team offer years of personalized expert service with a variety of home loan options. So whether you're purchasing or refinancing, they have something for every stage of your life. At American Liberty Mortgage, their job is to make your dream a reality. Give Tia Jaffe a call today, 307-214-8369, NMLS number 636-438. Visit her online at yoloans.com. No mutanile, no mutanile, the Wyo Theater welcomes an Ubuntu to the stage, 7.30 p.m. Friday, March 4th. This female a cappella quintet from Zimbabwe represents a new generation of young African women singers and has drawn international acclaim for their cultural preservation through song. Nobuntu, March 4th. Get your tickets now at the Wyo Theater box office or online at wyotheater.com. Charitable giving is often an important part of your future. This is Jeff Tomlinson, financial advisor and branch manager at Stiefel. I can help you develop a charitable giving strategy designed to potentially maximize your tax benefits and reduce your record-keeping burdens. Call us at 307-672-3434 to discuss how a Stiefel donor-advised fund can help create a positive impact on the causes you care most about. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Sheridan High School students present Disney's The Little Mermaid. Based on one of Hans Christian Andersen's most beloved stories and the classical animated film, Disney's The Little Mermaid is a hauntingly beautiful love story for the ages. With music by eight-time Academy Award winner Alan Menken, lyrics by Howard Ashman and Glenn Slater, and a compelling book by Doug Wright, this fishy fable will capture your heart with its irresistible songs, including Under the Sea, Kiss the Girl, and Part of Your World. Performances will be March 4th at 7.15 with a Saturday, yes, Saturday matinee on March 5th at 2.15 p.m. in the Sue Henry Theater for the Performing Arts at Sheridan High School. Tickets will be on sale starting February 14th. Contact the Wire Theater box office at 307-672-9084 or at www.wyotheater.com. Tickets are $11 in advance and $11 at the door. This price does not include a ticketing fee. Special thanks to our sponsors and supporters, Sheridan Media and the Wire Theater. Disney's The Little Mermaid is fun for the whole family. Come under the sea at Sheridan Hall. From Jill Bates and the best real estate studio, KROE Sheridan. 